The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Horror Hotel, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series, Poppy Chula Radio, pop culture on demand. I am your host and hotel owner, Jeffrey Aruz. We're so glad you could check in. We've been dying to have you. Here on Horror Hotel, we are going to explore some of Hollywood's scariest, most frightening, and creepiest films. Please welcome my co-host, concierge supervisor, Cynthia Boyede. Hello. Hello. Night Auditor, Mark Estes. Hello. Guest Services Supervisor, Donovan Trot. Hi. And Banquet Manager, Ramon Marquise. Hello, hello. Before we head on over to the ballroom, let's stop by the front desk where one of our bellhops has a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Please step all the way in, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. <laughs> I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. The real chills come later. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p c r horror hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter and YouTube, at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horrorhotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. You may step into the ballroom. It's time for your feature presentation. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector in our ballroom so that we can discuss 1999's The Blair Witch Project. Here's the official synopsis of the film. Three film students vanish after traveling into a Maryland forest to film 
a documentary on the local Blair Witch legend, leaving only their footage behind. Bam, bam, bam. All right, y'all know my question. Had you seen the Blair Witch Project before? Let's start off with Cynthia. Of course, you're starting with me. Um, I'd only seen the end, which made no sense to me. So, yeah, somewhat. That's like none what? <laughs> I've only seen the end, so somewhat. Okay. Um, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Several times. Reluctant, yeah, but several. Okay. Ramon? No, I never saw it. Okay. Donovan? Yes, I have seen the Blair Witch Project. Okay. So I can actually say somewhat, unlike Cynthia, because I had seen bits and pieces, so I would seen more than just the end. But uh, I definitely did see the end, because everyone at the time was talking about the end and blah, blah, blah. But this was my first time seeing it full, from beginning to end. So, alright, let's get into it. I figure we should probably start off talking about the Blair Witch Legend, which basically is why the film exists it's sort of you know the thing that sets off our three uh, victims to their uh, deadly grave i guess um what did you all think of sort of like the world building that the film does with the blair witch legend because we get a lot of information about what had happened in the woods in Burkittsville, Maryland, there was this information about Rustin Parr, a hermit that killed children back in the 1940s. We also had the story of a young girl, Robin Weaver, that went missing in 1888. And, uh, you know, the, the talk of the woman that whose feet never touched the ground... And uh, apparently there was also a ritual murder at Coffin Rock in the 19th century. So we got, like, all of this, like, info dump on, like, the myths and the legends of uh, the woods. What did you all think of uh, the mythology of the Blair Witch Project? Mark, I'll pick on you first. Oh, okay. Uh, That's what I was obsessed over when the movie came out. I had bought, like... All of the, you know, incinerary, incinerary like magazines and books, and you know, watched all those Showtime and Sci-Fi Channel mockumentaries and stuff about mm-hmm. like the Burkittsville Seven oh. and Rustin Parr and all this stuff. I even played the Blair Witch PC game. It just it that, that's what drew me into the whole. Phenomenon of Blair Witch. Yeah. Um, Did you have the exclusive Blair Witch doll that they sold at Ross? No, I did not have that. I don't. No, I, I, I think that was far. Have, have you? Did you see? It looks very. Oh, I just made that up in my head. Um, is have, that a real thing? Have, no, they do have. Did like, I make something uh, up that was real? Yeah, you kind of did. Um, there is a like a figure of the, but they were Todd McFarlane 
envisioned what the Blair Witch would be. Now, back then, if I brought that in my house, I'd probably be asked to get the hell up out of there. But um, if you can find it anywhere, it's probably worth some money. But, um, yeah, I was all about um, the Blair Witch. And that's the thing, because that's what I think drew a lot of people in. That's what made the movie even... It, it enhanced the movie. And I think that the Blair Witch Project was the first unofficial movie to do the whole ARG thing, like after the reality, you know, gaming type stuff where you go and find like hints and like all this extra stuff that would help enhance the enjoyment of the film. That's what I think um, it did. But yeah. What about everybody else? What did you all think of the mythology of the film? Because I will, I'll go next. I kind of liked it. I like films that create their own mythology. I believe I mentioned this before in other reviews. I think it's interesting when they actually take the time to create this world uh, with, you know, either a, a bit of an urban legend or folklore and that kind of stuff. And, and folklore and mythologies and urban legends that actually make sense. And even though we got, like, this huge info dump of just different scenarios in the woods, they all sort of connected a little bit and they added to the mystique of like, what the hell is really going on in these woods? What about everybody else? Cynthia? Um, yeah, it was a lot of mismatch of information. And I was just like, oh, it's probably like, you know, when people talk about like seeing Bigfoot, I'm like, eh. This doesn't make any sense. Nothing's happening here. It's Wait, uh, for half to... a second, pause. Is there Bigfoot in Canada? I don't know. Oh. I don't think so. Is there, like, a moose monster? <laughs> yeah, we have, like, several of those. No, we don't. Wait, I don't know. Is there one? I don't know. Okay, don't continue so. on, Cynthia. Okay. I was yeah, just curious. Like, I'm going to find out. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, just don't just coin the woods to research. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I like myself, so, yeah. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I have to run. We're not about that life. <laughs> She's like, look, just kill me. I'm not breaking a sweat. <laughs> nope. Yeah, so... Yeah, I just thought it'd be, like, people just making up stuff, and maybe the movie would turn more into like a psychological horror film. So it was pretty good. What about you two, Ramon and Donovan? Both of you have been conspicuously quiet. Well, for me, it's like hard to separate. So I lived in Maryland when I was a kid. and Oh my gosh, you met the Blair Witch. Yes, she's a bitch. But um, <gasps> I didn't, we lived about, we lived in PG County, and Hill is like get it hour out it's like right before you get to the like the pennsylvania border um so i remember this movie coming out i was like a freshman in high school and there was like this big to do uh because we lived in maryland everybody was like oh my god and so the the whole idea of the Blair Witch sort of caught on and like a lot of people were actually thinking it was real or it was sort of the first, I mean, this is like the dawn of like fake news or like, you know, it, this is like the first Slender Man and all that other stuff. Like, you know, people were sort of like taking it as real. Sick. And 
Wait, you're saying uh, Slender Man is not real? No, Slender Man is not real. Sorry. <gasps> um, but yeah, I mean, so this was like the beginning of that. So it's hard for me to disconnect this movie with my memories of not just it from the first time I saw it, but like all this stuff that was going on around it. I mean, I had friends who wanted to like drive up to Burkittsville for the weekend. And like, I do actually remember this town made a concerted effort to let people know that this shit wasn't real. So people would stop coming there, traipsing through their woods and, you know, harassing people. So, um, Oh my gosh. A sort of, funny little thing that you know caught on um as far as like the way the movie itself build up the mythology it kind of really didn't like cynthia said it like you know looking back on it um if the movie wasn't named the blair witch i'm not sure we would have caught on to the idea of there being witches involved because they mentioned like three or four separate legends so by the time they go into the woods it's kind of unclear what entity that was mentioned earlier is actually like stalking them or following them um so yeah just looking with a more critical eye at it now um i feel like they did a passable job of it i know a lot of the people that they put in like those interviews and stuff were like real people like hey want to be in a movie and they were like sure like say this or whatever and that's sort of like how they you know, filmed it. So I'll give them like an A for that because it felt real. But um, if you're like standing back from like a plot point of view, it wasn't really, the mythology wasn't really built up very well. Okay. And what about you, Ramon? Where where do you fall? I would say for me, um, just hearing about the whole, you know, all the stories about the Blair Witch and things like that, it, it, it interested me as the movie started. Um, I was intrigued to see how what the movie was going to go from here. Um, and so it definitely piqued my interest um, in, you know, towards the beginning of the movie when they started to talk about it. I will say, though, when the movie first came about, I really did get into the hype about it. Um, I didn't see the movie. I had never seen the movie because I honestly never cared to see the movie. Um, so I was one of those people that was you know, so excited about this, this movie. Um, I will say um, the fact that it was differently than any other movie that I had seen when it first came out was interesting, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Something that I wanted to bring up, especially, I mean, I I think we should talk about it now because Donovan uh, sort of talked about it a little bit, is the fact that, number one, this film is found footage. So this was sort of like the the film that jump-started our current, like, found footage horror genre. And because it was found footage, or it was shot in the found footage style, a lot of people thought this was real back in 1999. Like, I know, they did as... Uh, Mark mentioned they were there were documentaries on the television about you know sort of like the Blair Witch and the mythology and like the urban legends of Burkittsville and all that kind of stuff. The actors used their real first name in the movie, and uh, there were there was like information out there at the time that these 
actors were missing that or they were dead or they had disappeared or something like that and none of the actors did any press for the movie when it uh, initially came out so there was this whole mystique and aura around the movie as if it were real so hearing donovan talk about people actually trekking to this small town and you know harassing the residents you know tell me about the blair witch or like going into the woods to like find the witch herself isn't all that surprising because of how they marketed the film yeah. although i'm like really you want to walk in the woods so that the same shit that happened in the movie happens to you that's smart but um let's talk about this like do you all remember Maybe, you know, do y'all remember, like, the promotion? Like, people thought it was yeah. real for, like, a moment. Yeah, that was my, that I think that was my whole thing, because truth be told, you know, you sit here and see, like, if you flip it through an Entertainment Weekly magazine, and you see a, a picture saying, like, have you seen these three kids that went missing? You know what I'm saying? You know, they, they disappeared in the Maryland woods. You don't think nothing of it because it's like, okay, it's a missing. So you keep turning, but you keep seeing their faces pop up. And then the the trailer started dropping and you're like oh okay this is like you know real and then you go do your research even with the little research you had back in the day you know that was 1999 so there had, wasn't like, that much research yeah. and we also have to remember social media was not a thing not a thing so thing. you know like they really released this film at like the right time when you couldn't really research that much about it which sort of added to the mystique of it i think as well yeah, but when the movie came out, cause I, it was this one time, this girl, she was, I thought I was deep into it, but I was deep into it because I loved the mythology and I knew that was fake. She was researching this stuff, like, hardcore. And I told her that I had recorded the um, rest of, um, the resting part, um, fe uh, it was a double feature, it was a resting part documentary and a Burkittsville 7 documentary that came on Showtime or Sci-Fi, with one of the two. And she asked to borrow it. This same night, Heather Donahue, because that's another thing. They used their real names. They didn't use any, like, just, you know, fake names. They used their real names to promote this. These, these three people disappeared. So the Heather Donahue was on Jay Leno that night. And, you know, so I'm like, you know, just I watched it just to get more clips from the movie, to get more, more, like, information from the movie. This girl came in crying the next day at my job saying, I just can't believe nobody's, like, really taking, like, this seriously. Like, these kids, these kids are really missing. I'm like, baby, you know this is fake, right? And she was like, it's not fake, Mark. I mean, I'm like, it's fake. The girls on Jay Leno last night. And she really was arguing me up and down. I'm like, they're actors. They're not missing. I'm like, it's a movie. And that's how deep it got. So, yeah. It got some people, but then I guess when the internet popped in and then Common Sense kicked in as well, folks, you know, kind of like... like I think okay. Common Sense is a little bit more the... <laughs> <laughs> More the word there than the internet. Shout out to common yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, that's that common sense and the internet kicked in. I'm like, shit. I mean, she was on the, the news. She was on Jay Leno and the girl arguing up and down. But it wasn't at the this. beginning though. I think it was. It it took them a minute to start having the actors go out, and I think it exactly. probably was to calm everybody down. Yeah. yeah, because at I some mean, at one point, like going in a veering in a very different direction, like this whole like footage and amateur type of style a lot of people thought that was real like i remember back in the day and this isn't a very different subject but it has to deal with our culture here in miami a lot of people thought the bang bus was real 
<laughs> well, well, at least one of y'all know what the bang bus is. That is true. A lot of people thought the bang, bang bus was real. It, it's it's an adult site based here in Miami where people go on a van and they do stuff. Oh. And, and then, like, at the end, they get kicked out the van, like, naked or something like that. And a lot of people thought that shit was real. And um, I, I thought you said the bang bus. Oh, yeah, that was complete. That was clearly fake. Yeah. Yeah, but back in 1999, people just thought that shit was real. Was back real, in the early yeah. 2000s. But that was the, that was the um, I guess, atmosphere for a lot of people. You go on the internet, yes, and like the people, internet it's like so real. It's like yes. it's real. It's on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I've never understood that. Me neither. I've Me neither. never understood that. And there are a lot of people still, to this day, that feel like reality shows are real. And I'm like, Really? Exactly. Well, people just don't know what they don't know. There's I know, right? I have to admit, I thought um, keeping up with the conductions was real. Aww. Cynthia, you're special. But you're up in Canada, so maybe you I could, you could pass. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, what about uh, everyone else? Uh, Donovan, because you were living that life. Did you think it was real? Like because you were you're in the area, so I'm sure you must have been like I never heard this legend growing up. No one ever heard it. It, it wasn't a thing. Um, no one. I mean, I think we sort of knew. Like and like I said, Burtonsville or Burkittsville is like an hour away from like the nearby DC area. So um, it's not like you know. I hung out in Burkittsville or anything like that, but there was you just knew this wasn't like a thing. This isn't real. Like, no, that's not real. That's made up. So, I mean, I guess just proximity allowed me to just understand what it was from the beginning. But no, I never thought it was real. And like I said, I had friends wanting to go up there for the weekend. And, you know, there were like local news stories uh, interviewing people and uh, asking them about like what life has been like since the movie came out. And they were like, well, you know, these people are coming nonstop and they're like camping in the woods. There's like hunting season going on. And it was like really hard for the hunters to like hunt because they could like mistake a random person for a deer because this is usually these woods are usually empty and now they're like filled with people like running around acting a damn fool. So, um, yeah, I mean it, it, so it was like funneled to us. Like we got news that y'all probably didn't get in other parts of the country, um, about the locals who were like sick of this shit. Um, so yeah, no, I never had the luxury of thinking it was real. And even if it wasn't for the proximity, I, don't think I would have believed it was real. I don't shade other people for thinking that because it was 99 and this was sort of like the dawn of found footage. And, you know, people just didn't know, like there were a lot of marketing things. Like this was the first marketing campaign that I can remember where um, they went this far to try to make it seem real so, I mean, some people are inevitably going to fall for it. Uh, they tried to do this in Hollywood a few times after this, but I guess by that point, the audiences were just a little bit too savvy. Um, and also the really low budget. They had 60000 to make this on, which 
honestly, if you look at this movie, like Chris Rock had a joke a long time ago when Blair Witch came out. Like, I can't believe that movie got made for $60,000. Somebody must be walking around with $59,000 in their pocket right now. Um, because it re- the, none of the money got to the screen. Like, you can't see any of, like, there's, like, no special effects. There's it's a very sort of trimmed down, realistic look. Even the cuts in the movie, like the edits, they're realistic in a way. You know, it's, you're not getting, like, smooth dialogue the whole way through. It's like, you know, oh, we turned the camera off. Oh, we turned it back on. It was very clever in that way. So I could see how it could fool people who are maybe like super young or just flat common sense, <laughs> like Mark's friend. Aww. I said she used to call Mark. I don't care if you know. He, he's a, it's okay. <laughs> Aww. She's out there looking for the Blair Witch still. She's listening to this like, Mark, I thought I knew you. Well, I, I thought you were down for the cause. Is, look. If she is listening, I would love that VHS back because I never get it back for her. Oh, I can, I can actually take that off. I can take those shows off and send them to like um, Haxon, whoever was who was over the um, company, and be like, "Here's some special features for the whatever anniversary edition of this movie y'all gonna release." You I would love to see. No, I'm just going to say I could go somewhere and have it like <laughs> dubbed from the VHS to a DVD or to a digital file. I as soon as the um, DVDs came out, I just became a very uh, VHS snob. I mean, a DVD snob, and it threw all my VHSs down. Now I kind of wish I hadn't did that, because they're all worth money now. So I mean, they I were mean, more... worth money when you tossed them. Yeah, they were, but I just didn't... I, nobody was going to buy them from me, because everybody had DVDs. You know, so. Well, damn. Well, I believed it. Oh. You have a VCR, Cynthia? Um, I did. I'm not that young, guys. Oh, my lord. Yeah. I believed because when I when I heard about it, I was in boarding school in Nigeria. Oh, I love the Nigeria yeah. stories. Yeah, and like no one like we didn't have in, like we did have computers, but we never got to use them outside of class. And yeah, like you're bored in boarding school, so a lot you're, of the stories you're bored in boarding yeah. school. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and so like a lot of us were like. I was younger, too, when it came out. I was, like, 11 or 12. And people were just like, oh, the movie, like, all of them died. And I was like, what? And there's the Nigerian movie like that, too, where they're like, oh, yeah, they kept on, like, changing the actors because every actor kept dying. And I think the Blair Witch (laughs) fueled that. And so, like, you'd have, like, students, like, praying after, like, night prep study period. And, like, just praying against the witches and, like, spirits. It was funny. It's funny now that I think about it, but I was one of the students who would pray against witches. So that was great. Yeah. We didn't get any of the stories saying it was, like, fake and the actors were all right. We actually thought it was a documentary. Meanwhile, she's on Jay Leno giving interviews. <laughs> no. <laughs> so sad. Ramon? Is taking a nap. For me, when um, the movie first came out, <laughs> just the way that it was presented, yeah, I was one of those people um, who thought, oh, this is, you know, this actually happened. Um, I was young, so I wasn't watching no Jay Leno or nothing at nighttime, so I didn't know that, you know, this was, you know, planned. It was actors. Um, but then eventually, later on, I ended up, you know, reading into it and found out, you know, what it was. But yeah, eventually when it first came out, I definitely did. 
because of how it was marketed. I was young when Jay Leno came out. I was like up real late. <laughs> no, I was too. I would watch Jay Leno. And Jay Leno, I feel like his ear is itching because I think this is the most anyone has ever said Jay Leno's name in like years. I, mean, I think if I we say his name one more time, he's going to pop up in the mirror or something. Well, I've been watching religiously. It's like if he had somebody on that was going to be on a movie that I was interested in, I watched it. I watched it. And that's and once that segment ended, I was out. And plus, RWB affiliate came on at exactly 11.05. So that's why I was up so late. Because I had to get my buffing if I went to bed. All right, get it. Now, this is a question that I'm curious to ask. Because I'm, not, I'm like really fascinated to hear everyone's response. If a good friend of yours like approaches you and is like, you know, I heard about this urban legend. I want to research it with you. I've got my camcorder. Let's go into the woods and, and find out if this is for real, real. First of all, first of all, my friends know me. They don't know better than to ask me that question because they already know the answer is hell no. I feel like we have one yes in the crowd, and I, I feel like we can all, yes. I feel like we can all guess. That would be me. I'm I'm, it depends. I have to sit there and make sure there is a contingency plan in case some shit goes wrong. Like, you know, because we do have, because when the Blair Witch came out, I know somebody I, um, who was from up north said, well, y'all got y'all own little Blair, Blair Witch. Don't y'all have the Bell Witch? And I did my research and there is a, there is a, a true legend about the, oh, Bell, yeah, Witch. the Bell Witch. There's actually a, a Bell Witch movie too. Several of them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but you don't see my ass going to that town because I need to know the contingency plan. Now, if we sit there, we say like, well, um, be honest with you, I can't give you a good contingency plan. I just know that I would probably be up for it, but I would probably get to the location and then become a total chicken shit and then have them to be like, okay, we got to stop because Mark is like punked out right now. But I would be interested. I know I'm weird like that. I would be interested, mm-hmm. though. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I would be interested, but I don't think I would actually go through with it because my heart and all that good shit. So, and my life. Yes, I, I love my life. Would you like jollof rice or fried rice at your funeral? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Mm. know what the food's going to be at the funeral because some of my folks are picky eaters and shit. Just bring your best dish and we'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, I would go. Oh. What? Yeah. Well, Donovan is a filmmaker. I also don't. I'm not superstitious, so whatever my friend came to me about, I would probably believe it's fake as hell. So yeah, just you know, just hang out in the woods, get a little high, get a little drunk, you know. And then <laughs> the Blair Witch kills you. Okay, see, Donovan, that's why I gotta pump my brakes there because that's gonna be part of the contingency plan. There's no alcohol or no drug paraphernalia here because I need all y'all to be alert and aware. Oh, well, I'm not, well, in that case, you can go by yourself. <laughs> oh, because I'm going like if I'm going, I'm not going because I believe this shit might be real. I'm going just to like hang out and have fun. And, I understand, like, you know, <laughs> but I understand that it's just a whole case when the shit does hit the fan. Um, no fan. 
Wait, I'm but what saying. if it's not spirits and it just ends up being like really crazy people killing exactly. people? Exactly. That's the thing I'm talking well, about. I want to be drunk and or high when all the bloodshed starts. Lord, <laughs> you want to, but see if you if you're so high you fall into a ditch, you trip or something, or you probably run into a branch Actually, or something like that. When I get high, I feel like I'm more focused. Like I'm okay, lazier, okay, so okay. I might not be able to run as fast. But I would definitely, and I also get paranoid. Uh, not a lot, but somewhat. So I would be the first one running if we heard some shit outside the tent. Like, I'm gone. I'm, like, halfway back to D.C. Y'all is still in the woods. Like, Wow. Nah, I'll be driving you. <laughs> wow. Okay, so... So Ramon says no. Donovan is a yes, but he doesn't believe it. Mark is leading the pack. Cynthia, are you joining? No. Have you met me? Like, no. No. You aren't going to join and pray that the witch doesn't come? No, I don't pray anymore. So that would oh. probably be God's punishment for me. It's like, ooh, you don't <laughs> pray anymore. Let's kill you first. No. That's usually how it happens. Yeah. Because you're a So heathen. no, I'll pack your bags for you. I'll pack you food, alcohol, weed, anything you yeah, want. Yeah, Cynthia, yeah. Yeah. I'll help you charge your phones, everything. I'll just not be in the car with you. She'll be at the edge of the woods <laughs> saying bye. No, she'll be that woman from um The Haunting. My hours are between. <laughs> Nobody's going to hear y'all scream. So I'm just letting y'all know now. Once y'all go in the woods, that's it. Don't call me. Don't even, don't even sit there and smoke signals. I'm not coming. Yep. Reciting that same mess, that same speech. Do not yep. sex me after 10. <laughs> don't say funny. my name in the woods. Like, you're on your own. Oh, uh, if they meet the Blair Witch, I'll be like, you need to go check out Cynthia Boyadette. She's all about that Fenty life. <laughs> eh, yeah, go meet Rihanna. I like Rihanna, but go meet her. Like, no. No. <laughs> like, Cynthia wasn't there. I was not there. Cynthia who? Sorry, wrong person. Oops. Well, there you go. And I don't really do the woods, so I will be watching the live stream from the comfort of my house. <laughs> Oh, that's a good that's a good idea for a new movie in the franchise. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, well, there you go. They did that with Halloween, though. Yeah, but I think it'll probably be more believable if it was like because that was just stupid. Uh, I'm just gonna be <laughs> Halloween H two O. That was the one that was no, the live stream. No, no, Halloween no, 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 um, resurrection. resurrection with Tyra Banks, right? And, bu- Tyra. and Busta oh, wait, Rhymes. Right. You didn't even see her die. I saw the I saw the latest thing where he 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 um pretty much manhandled her, so I was like, good. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you I just could not stand her right there. Um, <laughs> She's so beautiful. That's too funny. Let's get into the plot of the movie. So they're filming a documentary. We know a little bit of the history of what went down in the woods, or at least you know the urban legends, and. Uh, some stuff starts happening in the beginning. Little twigs snapping here and there. They initially are like, oh, okay, those those are some animals or something. And then the twig snapping becomes even more. But they can't really find out, you know, figure out, I should say, where the snapping's coming from. 
they're traipsing through the woods, but they keep running into the same damn, um, what was that thing in the, in the river, by the riverbed? The log. The log, right? Yeah, they keep on passing the same log, and uh, they walk for hours and hours and hours, but they get back to the same camp. So they figure out that they've been walking around in circles. And then paranoia sets in. One of them goes sort of crazy. Uh, ends up disappearing. They hear his screams in the night. But they end up finding his teeth and hair. And um, whatever the hell that other stuff was. And blood. And uh, they hear more screams. They hear children laughing. Then they end up running into a house. And uh, one of them runs up the stairs. The other one goes down the stairs. And then they end up finding him, like, standing in the corner. And then thwack. What the hell happened? What do you all think happened? How do you interpret this? Do you feel like there was a witch? Do you feel nope. like it was just sort of paranoia setting in because of this urban legend of the the witch? There was at one point, though, that the, the tent was like sh being shook. So do you think there were outside forces or do you think this was all in their head? What well, do y'all think? There, there was clearly some outside stuff happening, not just the tent, but the, the the wood thing that she found with, like, blood and hair and teeth and all that, and also the little stone things that were there. I mean, had they introduced something earlier on in the film to sort of make it a little bit more ambiguous, that could have been fun. Like, you know, maybe um, the main chick, Heather, maybe... She goes off her meds or something like that. And so then you're wondering the whole film, like, all right, is this real or is she tripping and we're having we're seeing it through her eyes or something? But it seemed like the whole tone of this film was just very naturalistic and real. And they didn't really introduce anything that was too unbelievable. So I, I'm pretty sure they want us to know that something was taking place. Something was happening to them. Um but they just weren't going to be clear about what, because you only go as far as they go. And so they don't know what's happening to them. They never get answers. So we never get answers. So, I mean, I like that. And then also with the whole plot, like when you spell it out like that, it does seem very skimpy, but so many scenes took place uh, regarding their relationship, uh, regarding paranoia, blame, um, you know, people getting sort of like in very panicky. Like one of my personal fears uh, is people who panic. Like I cannot, you know, and I guess it goes to being out of control. Like I'm with someone and they freak out and I can't control them. That scares me. The thought of that scares me. Um, mm. So this film really struck several chords with me. Like, they're fighting the way their relationship changed. I feel like that was like, that was the movie, their relationship. They're falling out. Well, there you go. Look at Donovan getting into the psychology of it. I like it. And the interpersonal <laughs> you know relationships. You every week. Come on. I like it. Uh, for yeah. those out there that don't know, the, those um, piles of stones, 
those are like burial um what do you call them like tombstone type of things yeah it's ca- markers. Ca- ca- yeah there you go can you repeat that cynthia markers burial markers oh i thought you actually yeah, said something with a C- yeah it's like a R- cairn or something like yeah, that something- Something like that. And, um, yeah, so if you didn't know what that meant, then we just blew your mind. So, and there were three of them. Yes, and there were three people. You know what but I'm then, saying? Do you know what I was thinking? I was like, maybe they were so drunk because they kept going around the same place, right? So it was like a Hansel and Gretel thing where they'd make a thing. All right, look at you like, getting all brothers grim. If we come back this way... Then we know, like, like how see, to find your way back home. But see, the thing or, is, they were following a creek. Like, a creek, by definition, does not circle back onto itself. So the fact that they're following a creek and they're coming back upon the same log and the same camp, you know something trippy is happening. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Mark, um, what did you think was going on? Like, how, like, did you think the uh, witch was getting them? Yeah, I did. I mean, like we said, it was so many different factors going into the woods. So you had it's like a Russian roulette of like what really happened to these kids. Because you got all these different things. It could be a, a um, hermit. It could be uh, a supernatural legend. It could be something else. You know, somebody who probably got tired of people coming and asking about the damn Blair Witch. You know what I'm saying? So they can go just teach these yeah. kids a lesson. You know, but a local really, yokel. Ah, uh, I guess. The reason why I hope it was something supernatural because all this these stories that came out the the, the and extraordinary uh, um stuff that came out you know like the Showtime uh, sci-fi documentaries that the girl never returned yeah but just other stuff you know like these it just kept expanding the mythology and if it, for it just to be something like somebody bust like walk through the woods just being messy. Um, you know, and just being hateful kind of diminishes all that. So I really thought that it was something supernatural because um, them losing track of time and just them being and going in circles. I mean, there's too many, but so many woods for you to keep constantly going in circles. I can see. I haven't been lost in the woods before, so I don't know. But it just, it just, I feel like it was something supernatural. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay, <laughs> Ramon. What I want to ask you is. How did you interpret the ending? Well, <laughs> I took it as if something or someone, you know, appeared and, and, and got them. Um, whether it was a witch or, you know, something. Um, I think how it was presented, you would definitely feel as if it was something such a supernatural or something that's going on. Just because of how certain things have appeared or presented itself, but I think with the paranoia that they already went into the woods with, I think that really heightened things for them uh, and probably made their reaction to certain things that happened kind of more than it probably would be. Okay. So, Mark, because you went on the trek. Well, Donovan would have gone too, but let's say it's you entering the house and you go to the basement and you see Donovan standing in the corner. What would you do, Mark? Well, Donovan, you a cool dude. I would not win that house because the oh. thing about it is, is that we're both running. They both went to the house together. When the third dude disappeared, 
I would have made it my top priority to get out of the woods. Like, in it, I'm like, we're going to keep going straight. So Cynthia's lost in the woods, and you're like, let's leave her. I mean, yes. please leave me. I'm already dead. At oh, my God, Cynthia. Her teeth, what? Her teeth are pulled out. I mean, it's like they had, like, bloody teeth and stuff. Like, like this is, like, a sign saying y'all need to leave, like, right now. Because I, I got your girl. And I'm finna, I'm finna just, I, got, I already just did this tour, so you know it's not going to be good for y'all later on down the line. I would have, because one thing I'd understand was they kept going, and like, I'm like, there's a map. I'm like, just keep going straight. If you keep going straight. They were it, going straight. Were they? Because it seemed like they were yeah. going, like, because they had to take a map. I'm like. Well, they lost the map, but then they decided to just follow the creek. And even when they did that and just walked south, they were looping back. Well, that, that 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 lets me know there was something supernatural. Cause I think if you cross a certain part of the woods, then it was just like no, it was like no holes barred after that. Like you were fucked. But then then the dude say he threw away the map too. Yeah, you know, yeah like, that was like a whole was like a fight about it. Yeah. Like he gave her, he says he gave her the map. She couldn't find it. I think maybe the witch took the map. But then there's that scene where they like pass the log. And he's like, oh, my God, it's the same goddamn log. And she's like, no, it's not. And she started to freak out. And she's, like, on her knees crying, like, oh, my God, it's the same log. We're going in circles. Uh, so they were, like, freaking out. So you can leave me in that house if you want to, but your ass will be dying of thirst, running in circles, and I'll be... Uh, well, they won't be dying of thirst because the creek is there. You drink that water if you want to. But, no, it's I was really saying... Different. They both went into the house. I would have told you, like, dude, do not go in that house. It's like, I don't see no point going in the house. Like, for real, for real. Why would you go in the house, though? Because yeah. they heard him screaming. I know, but, like, really, like, why would you go in the house? What could you possibly do? I mean, you don't That's have any weapons. So what? Uh -huh. That's why I said, leave me. Go find the cops. Find someone. Find a priest. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. But you know something? Will the cops even go out there in the woods? They'll be like, oh, your friends, where? where? Um, we told y'all not to go in them damn woods. Now, um, actually, that's so-and-so county's um, jurisdiction. We don't we don't go in their playing field. You need to go over there and get them cops. And then you go to the other jurisdiction, they'll be like, okay, Burkittsville lied. <laughs> <laughs> that is not our jurisdiction, so y'all just screw. It just be like these sound like the cops from Eyes Without a Face. Oh, yeah. true. <laughs> yes, be like, uh, nah, we not going in. Well, I mean, I feel like we always have this conversation about, it, especially in the horror genre. Like, would you do that? Why would you do that? Wouldn't you just run? But the thing is, if they didn't go into the house, then the movie's over. Like, yeah. you know, or they just wander around. Like, there has to be progression. It has to, like, so I always, you know, I have a soft spot for horror movies, and I always just, like, let that go. Like, you know, it's like, why did the girl run up the stairs instead of running out the front door? Like, because if she ran out the front door, then the movie's over. So she needs to go up the stairs so we can keep being entertained. So... I would go in the house just so whoever's watching later could be entertained and see what's, what my ultimate fate is. Oh, that's very kind of you. I mean, I, and I think I mean, it's at also... That point, you know you won't die, so... Yeah. I think it's also reflective of human nature. Like, really, what are you... You say you're going to do one thing, but then someone knocks on your front door, and then you go. You open it. <laughs> right, Cynthia? And there's... Yeah, so, like, you never know. 
and then they're panicking. They're in the woods. They haven't eaten and drunk for days. Like, you know, who knows? Yeah. I asked Ramon his interpretation of the ending. What did you all think of the ending? Was it very vague? Did you think the witch got him? What was he doing in the corner? What's going on? Well, what he was doing, they're reenacting um, a story that was previously told in the early part of the movie where they said one of the kids, who, the one kid who escaped said that they made one of the kids hide in the corner while he killed, and I'm like, I put his head in the corner while he killed some other kids or something like that. Yeah. Or then Rustin Parr said that he, Rustin Parr thing said he said he made one child hide in the corner. He like, I had about face the corner, yeah. killed the other one, and then the child that was facing the corner uh, got killed while another child was staring in the corner because he didn't like their eyes on him or something. Like so that. do you think if he stayed in the corner, he didn't die? No, that boy's dead. <laughs> okay. No, because that boy's oh. dead. Um, I just feel like it was the most creepy ending. Now, to, to, I watched it on VHS on Halloween night with the surround sound on, so we heard oh. every branch break and everything like this. So I had to enhance the experience because I missed out the theater. The, I missed out the theatrical run of it, but that ending was just so abrupt, and it just, you know, creeped me out. The way you hear the, th- the thud and her go down, because she was screaming. Yes. Bloody uh-huh. murder. And then for her to all of a sudden go, boof, and then you hear the, the hey. Yeah. And you know, so... He left her ass, too. He was like, he was gone. <laughs> so, her voice Maybe she tripped her. on the other guy. His body on the ground? Yeah. Something happened to her. Because for, for a minute, every time I watch it, I have to keep asking myself, is something dragging her down there? Or is she running down? Because for her to be screaming like this, it seemed like she was screaming because somebody had her. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. she was just screaming madly because she was really like trying to find the dude. She, well, she was calling his name, but when she saw him, she was still screaming. Like She didn't run up to him and be like, what's wrong with you? She just stopped at a certain spot. Then you hear the thud and she went down. So I'm thinking that somebody or something had her. Mm. And then I killed her by why he made the dude uh, stare in the corner. Wow. I mean, I think she was just panicking. Like, he was leaving her. She was trying to keep up. She was. Yeah. She, she knew she was about to die. Like, she was like, where are you going? Like, you know, she was like screaming, screaming, screaming. And <laughs> came upon him and just like, uh, maybe somebody came up from behind and just like, shipped her in the gush or knocked her over the head. I don't think I'm witches shiv people. Huh? <laughs> I don't think witches shiv people. Well, are you a witch? Oh. Um, ooh, are you? Would you know? You'll never know. <laughs> Good grief. So, they're all dead, right? At the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, we We're know sleeping. the one guy's dead because we saw like all his blood and hair. But maybe that was just from the root canal. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot with you. <laughs> the Blair dentist. Yeah, service with a smile. Scary, there's a very scary movie called The Dentist. I don't know if you guys have I've heard of it. But... It's insane. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But I haven't no, seen it. Watch it. I will. Alright, let's check in on awards for The Blair Witch. 
project. And if you can believe it, it won a lot of awards. Oh. Okay. It won... No, I should say it was nominated for an Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films award in the year 2000. It was nominated uh, for Best Horror Film, the Saturn Award. At the Alma Awards in the year 2000, it was nominated Outstanding Director of a Feature Film, Eduardo Sanchez. At the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards in the year 2000, it was nominated Favorite Actress, Newcomer, uh, Heather Donahue, favorite actor, newcomer, Joshua Leonard, favorite actor, newcomer, Michael C. Williams. So they spread it out amongst the three. And it, they're all huge stars. Yes. <laughs> Heather Donahue uh, makes cameos somewhere. Um, in the year 2000, it won the Bram... No, no, no. It was nominated for the Bram Stoker Award uh, for Screenplay, the British Independent Film Awards in 1999. It was nominated Best Foreign Independent Film, English Language. At the Cannes Film Festival in 1999, it won Award of the Youth for Foreign Film. It was also nominated for the CICAE Award and the Golden Camera Award. It won at the, I don't even know how to pronounce that, Sapnivalo Awards in the year 2000. It won the Golden Slate, Best Horror Film, Best Movie. It was also nominated Best Screenplay, Best Low Budget Film. At the Independent Spirit Awards in the year 2000, it won Best First Feature under $500,000. At the Florida Film Critics Circle Awards in the year 2000, it won the Golden Orange Award for the film. At the Golden Trailer Awards in 1999, it won the Golden Trailer for Best Horror Thriller, Best Voiceover, and it was nominated Most Original. At the International Horror Guild in the year 2000, it was nominated for Best Movie. At the MTV Movie Awards, it was nominated Best Action Sequence for the End sequence and oh it also won a razzie in the year 2000 for worst actress heather donahue (laughs) i cannot stand the razzies they are just the biggest bunch of crap i've ever seen in my entire life even though we we know the movies are bad but it's like let's have a ceremony and just say how bad the movies are. And I saw one guy do a Razzie ceremony one day and I'm like, he just looks so pompous. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, you're giving out movie you're giving out awards for bad movies. It's not like you're hosting the Oscars. Like, come on now, let's 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 be real here. Well. I like the year that Halle Berry came and showed up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's her Oscar with exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the shame. I was like, there you go, that's how you do that. But I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. It was also nominated for a Razzie for Worst Picture. And I didn't even know this existed. In 1991, it won the Stinkers Bad Movie Award. It won the Stinker Award for Biggest Disappointment. And it was nominated (laughs) for two other Stinkers, Worst Picture and Worst Actress, Heather Donahue. Shout out to Heather Donahue. What you been up to, girl? Not a damn thing. Well. <laughs> I think that those awards were probably more of a reaction to the hype. Uh, I agree. Because got a shit ton of hype. I agree, 100%. Lots of hype. All right. Well, we've got our own awards. Wait, no, actually. 
before we give out our own awards, uh, let's check in on the Rotten Tomatoes Fresh Meter. This film is 86% certified fresh. Mm. So they're Razzies and Stinkers. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's give... This is... oh, go ahead, Mark. Now, I was going to say, this is from the people who are trying to shut down the horror genre as being a productive and influential genre. You know, they hate when horror movies do good. There's so many theme pieces out right now for it and stuff like that. Like, they're trying to figure out, like, why is this making money? Just just go with the flow and just keep doing your damn job and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Just don't, don't, don't shit on us like that. Mark is coming for the credit. Yeah, Mark says do uh, your job, to. people. I'm just saying. All right, so let's give out our own awards. Uh, let's do our own job. And uh, I guess, you know, it's obvious. The Scream Queen. I mean, she was the only one in the movie. <laughs> right. But she earned it, though. And in that end, yeah. she, ma- she earned it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my ringtone for the rest of the year. Yes, amen. Yes. What was the OMG moment? Oh, for me, it's the ending. Yeah. Um, yeah, the ending. See him in the corner. I mean, for me, yes. This whole movie, there was never nothing really giant happened. It was. It, there were no like big moments like that for me. So. You know what's a big moment for me when she saw the first pile and she's like oh, what did that woman say about the rocks? And she kept trying to remember, and then they just moved on. I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. What was the barf bag moment? The hair and the tooth and the blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the creepiest moment? Probably seeing him stand in the corner. Yeah, still. What was the that's so retro moment? I guess it would be the uh, all the equipment is kind of dated now, but unless you really know what cameras and stuff like that look like, it's hard to pick up on that. But I was definitely rewatching it, like because I'm shooting a movie right now, and all the equipment is like you know very sleek and whatnot, and you look at them carrying around these big ass cameras and stuff like it's like really like all right, it was '99, so. <laughs> What was the most shocking moment? It really wasn't a shocking moment to me because it's like everything played out the way it was. I mean, even one if the shock would be like one of them actually got away or something like that. We actually saw somebody actually get out, but the fact that we knew that they disappeared and the only thing that was left of these tapes, it just kind of like minimized a lot of the shock factor because there wasn't no. Well, let me take that back. There's something happened that night where they was camping. They heard all the noises outside and stuff. And then they yeah. all got out running. Mm-hmm. Um, the children um, laughing. Yeah. It, it, that was still, like, creepy. But it wasn't like I was shocked, like, you know. <laughs> okay. I think it would be that people believed it was real. I would give you that, Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia, you believed yeah. it was real. I, I did. Okay, I'm just saying. I wanted to feel among one of the smart ones, but yeah. I like it. I thought it was real too for half a second, so it got all of us except for for Mr. PG County. Those of us with common sense. Oh. Well, there you go. (laughs) All right, people. Now let's rank the film in our special categories. We've got Screamer, 
for films filled with scares, Gutbuster, films that are grotesque, Eye Popper, films that are visually impressive, Gravedigger, films that lack scares, and Mind Blower, overall best in show. And uh, let's start off with uh, the Burkittsville resident, Donovan. Oh, I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> you! You were chasing the kids in the woods. Get off my damn property. Back in 1999. Um, so I'll give this movie, not because, I mean, because on rewatch, I was sort of like picking it apart, obviously, and it wasn't super scary and I wasn't super creeped out or anything like that. Um, but because it led off a genre and we talked last week about uh, other movies that have used the same, even like back to like the early eighties movies that have done found footage, but it wasn't really a thing. It wasn't its own genre until this movie. Uh, so I'll give it a mind blower. Um, even though I feel like it has lost something, I don't know if it's lost something because it doesn't hold up or, uh, upon rewatch or maybe, um, you know, because we all know what it is at this point and, um, there's nothing to discover. Um, so I'll give it that and keep it moving. All right, Cynthia, I know you're not in the woods at all and you don't run. Nope. But uh, do you have categories for this film? I think the only one that makes sense is a mind blower. And I think when I was watching this, I was like, oh, this is what, what's the name of that other movie? The really horrible one. The terrible, horrible one. Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. Yes. The one you don't want to remember. But now you're bringing it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This was like a better version of that. Like, because there were no cannibals? That and just the way the subjects were treated. Like, we can see the flaws in them, but they weren't, like, horrible people. And, like, they mentioned a dead rat, and you kind of saw it, but not really. So, yeah, it was really... It was way better than Cannibal Holocaust. That's what I'll say. Well, there you go. Ramon? Me, personally, um, I wasn't impressed by the movie um it reminded me of why when it first came out i didn't get into the hype and want to see the movie um for me i'm gonna give it um grave digger boom 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 <laughs> mark i would give it mind blower you know when i come to my scores i always go from like what this move what, what certain movies have done for the genre as a whole um it is one of the first precursors. I mean, this could be debated because some people think that it was ripped off from the, the last broadcast, which came out, like, I want to say a year earlier. Had the similar themes, dealing with the Jersey Devil and everything, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, but, yes. Yeah, so it was a big, nasty um, thing going on with that. But either or, the Blair Witch Project had a better marketing campaign. It had a better... It had a... It got a firmer stamp and grasp on pop culture and it just you know it, it just knows how to market its product and it's a, a staple it's a staple it's like the granddaddy of um found footage or the modern version of the found footage film 
but I think what shot itself in the foot was the sequel. Kind of like what Donovan said, it kind of lost something. And I think the sequel took away from that and the fact that they waited like so many years to give us a follow a true follow-up. And it just, I think as a self-contained story, it makes, a, it, it, it holds up. But when you add in all this external stuff, then it kind of bogs it down and then it enhances it. But when you actually watch the core, pro, the, the core product, that is the, or, or the, rather the head of the beast, you're like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, you keep moving. But I give it a mind floor still for what it did at that point in time. I think it's something that you had to have been there to, to experience that. Okay. So with what you just said, you mean the Blair Witch Project grabbed pop culture by the pussy? Yes, it grabbed pop culture by the pussy. Jesus. <laughs> That's, Cynthia, it's saying. a very presidential way of explaining things, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, that's true, that's true. All right, I am going to give it, I think, a mind blower for the legacy. I mean, found footage. I mean, I know that we saw it already with Cannibal Holocaust, a movie Cynthia loves to reference. But, like, this was really, like, the jumping point for found footage, at least in the modern era. So... This was the movie that started it all. We can, you know, thank all of uh, the other ones that have come out since then, you know, because the Blair Witch Project did so well. And uh, I do believe, with what Mark said earlier, I think this was one of the first movies that did use sort of like the, what is it called again? The alternate reality type gaming and that kind of stuff where... ARG, yeah, where you just look at all the um, the external stuff that enhances the viewing experience of the movie. Because I can't think of anything before that that did that. Um, yeah, to that to that degree. Yeah, and other films and TV shows. I mean, I can think of like Cloverfield, uh, even Lost, and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. They've done that kind of stuff to sort of like immerse people in the world of uh, the film or the show since then. So it started off strong, and it, it uh, certainly um, created a, a sort of legacy with it ever since. I mean, even though we've never seen those actors again, um, I think they're still in the woods, because I don't know. Like, we never saw them. Um, and it's not like she's freaking Linda Blair, and she got typecast. Well, to be fair... During that conversation, I did look her up to see what she was up to, and she's she did she worked a little bit after that movie came out, and then I guess she fizzled a bit. Um, but she has a book called "Grow Girl," uh, Heather Donahue, "How My Life After the Blair Witch Project Went to Weed or Went to Pot." Oh, so apparently what? she's a huge cannabis activist. She could be your friend. I mean, she's all of us for that. And she looks good on the cover. I don't know when it came out. I'm not going to sit there and be like, I was just like, she looks like somebody who would probably be up. Let me stop. Lord. <laughs> oh. Let me stop before I get all of us in trouble. Let me stop because somebody's probably out there watching who knows her. They're like, they listen to everything very wish related and then they'll go sit there and tell her, well, somebody on this podcast. Probably your coworker. But see, if hopefully she, if it is a co- about ex coworker, then she probably sat there and told her, well, as you can see, I'm still alive. Therefore, the Blair Witch Project is fake. Okay, honey? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, 
<laughs> well, damn. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to segue from that. But now it's time to rate the film on a 1 to 10 hotel room key scale. The point system is allowed. And uh, let's start off, since I feel like he might be the lowest. Ramon. Um, well, for the reasons that I gave it Grave Digger, um, I will give it three. Oh. Are the keys a little rusty? Oh, <laughs> um, just a tad. Okay. <laughs> Cynthia Boyede. Yeah, I will give it, I'll double your number and give it a six. All right. We're growing. Yeah. yeah. Donovan. Well, great. It was oh. okay. Oh, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Donovan, what about you? So I'm not going to be as harsh on this one as uh, my co-host. Um, For once? I'll, wow. I'm, I give credit where credit is due. I liked a lot of stuff in the movie. I, if I had to reclassify it, I would not call it a horror movie. Um, I, I don't know what you would call it. Comedy. Um, sure. Um, I'll give it a seven and a half. Because oh. I liked the setup. Um, I enjoyed once they actually got into the woods, the relationships, the way they were behaving seemed naturalistic. And like, did, no one ever did anything where it was like, why the hell would you do that? Like, it seemed like these were people who were stuck in a real situation, which I think added to uh, why so many people thought that this was real um, because of the good acting even though you will shade them for filth, they were all pretty good um, in their parts, playing themselves, pretty much. So I'll give it a seven and a half. Okay. I'm going to give it a 7.75. I know. I added an additional decimal point. Because I can't give it an eight. At least I can't justify it with an eight. I'm going to give it a 7.75 because... It was groundbreaking. It was entertaining. I liked the mythology. I thought the ending was pretty cool, how they left it. It's one of those like vague endings where like you know they're dead, but it's like you don't really know how they died. Personally, I would have loved to have seen how they all died, but that's just because I'm sick and depraved, I guess. But the, the things that sort of knock it off is, if you really think about it, like nothing really happened. Like, it was just them walking in the woods and, like, the noises and stuff. I wish that we would have seen just a teeny tiny little bit more. That's, I guess, the the um, horror fan in me. You know, you, you want to see more. And, you know, this was one of those movies that you don't really see a lot. Well, I mean, also, they didn't really have the budget for it. So, not like we could see anything. But I wish that we would have gotten a little bit more, a little bit more of the mythology. Um, I believe it was Donovan that said, you know, if we didn't know the title of the movie we didn't we wouldn't know that it was this was about witches and stuff they were very vague about what it could have been and 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 if they would have explained a little bit more and like gotten into a little bit more of like what it could have been what could actually have been going on and that kind of stuff i think it, it i would have ranked it a little bit or rated it a little bit higher so i'm gonna give it a 7.75 so seven and three quarters of uh, a room keys and if I used my spidey senses or my witchy powers correctly, 
I feel like Mark is going to rate it a little bit higher. So we've gone in an ascending scale. Mark, don't ruin it. Mark, you are next. Don't put all that weight on me. I know, um, right? Yeah, I'm going to give it a, just because you did it, I'm going to give it an 8. Were um, you really going to give it an 8? Yeah. The, okay. Uh, so you can't say just because I did that. Well, I'm just saying, just to throw some little fire your way. But, oh, okay. Um, but no, I'm going to give it an 8. Only because of what you found lacking in it, Jeff. I don't want all my horror spoon fed to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, case in point, just a, a quick example. The end of, of Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. When Freddy grabs Marge and drags her to the damn house, it just the act itself was horrifying. And everybody I talked to after we saw that for the first time was like, what did he do to her? You know what I'm saying? Like, did he cut her up? Did he do this? Did he do that? You know, blah, 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 blah. And it's just when you, they just give me enough for me to sit there and just have my mind go elsewhere with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, you thought they made love? No. Actually, one of my friends sat there and said some nasty shit like that. Though, oh? Like, is it anyway. the, is it the ex-co-worker? No, no, no. But the but the but the point <laughs> I'm trying to make is that when you have a um desperate scare because you could place in your own internal fear what was happening to them and that's what enhances the, the to me the scare factor of it them being lost and you don't know exactly what's out there because let's be honest if you saw what was out there actually if you actually saw what was out there it probably would have diminished the whole creep factor of the whole scenario because every horror movie like I equate it to like also Scream. Listen, all the sequels, the, the original, all the movies, Sydney was scared until she saw who the fuck was under that mask. Then she was ready to kill, whoop ass, you know what I'm saying? Because she wasn't scared no more. But um, that's how I look at some of the horrors. Like, if I'm sitting there, you have to explain to me what the hell's going on, then I'm not going to be scared. I just know I, now it's just a matter of time for us to defeat the, the beast or whatever it is, the creature, whatever it is. But so, them not knowing what was going on, them not must not be able to see what was going on and not knowing what exactly happened to them at the end, it just leaves you with a sense of unease. And I think that's one of the reasons why it is so profound and why it is so, you know, it, it, it stands the test of time for some people. I think if, well, well I can't say that because they kind of actually did it though, but we'll discuss this sometime other than right now. Eight. Eight keys. All right now. I love how you left it very open-ended uh, with your comment. Because now we can all imagine what you would have said. Yeah, there you go. I like yeah. it. <laughs> all right. So everyone, please drag your bodies away from the ballroom and prepare to check out. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Horror Hotel. Once again, here's one of our bellhops with a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash P. C. R. Horror Hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com.
Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. We hope you've brought your death certificate. Make final arrangements now. Thank you, my fellow Horror Hotel team. Please wish our hotel guests and the listeners a good night. Good night. Bye. Bye, Apple Woods. Thanks for tuning in. You may have checked into the Horror Hotel, but who says you're allowed to check out? <laughs>